becoming more curious of what you're good at and what you're gifted at. You don't have to do what someone else has done in order to achieve success. Become curious, like Marcus said, about what you've been gifted with. And it can start small. It can start really, really small. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Lifestyle Engineer Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Chenard, and today I have Marcus Collius with me. I am pumped. I was, uh, did I nail it? You nailed it. You nailed it. I nailed it. Okay, perfect. Uh, we were introduced through Satch. We had Satch on a couple episodes ago, and uh, he's running across, he wants, his goal is to run across Canada. Yes. And in the fastest time possible, which is fantastic. And I know that you're supporting him in that as well, Absolutely. Marcus, which I think is so cool. So Marcus, you're a eight-figure serial entrepreneur and founder of Magnum Nutraceuticals. Nailed it. Did I get again. that right? On fire, man. Yeah. <laughs> On fire. We're starting off well. So over your 25-year plus uh, career, you grew something company from startup to 170 million and help clients worldwide lose over 3 million pounds, which is fantastic. I'm in the fitness industry as well. You're a thought leader in the industry. You advise multiple eight-figure companies on growth strategy and has been you have been featured in major media such as PBS, Fox News, and CNN. So we'll dive more into that as we go along. I'm going to kind of extract some of that because I think there's so much in there already. Welcome, Marcus. Thank you. Uh, what a beautiful intro. Man, every time I hear people talking about that stuff, I'm like, is it? you talking about me? Uh, no, I'm so excited to hang out with you. So excited to share with you and... Uh, and uh, man, just like I said, I'm excited to change some lives with you today. We're gonna we're gonna make an impact on people's lives. This is gonna be a good time. I'm excited. So you like I'm gonna go to the. You had some interesting facts you shared with me before. You grew up poor. Yes, sir. Um, so tell me a little bit. I mean, it's not gonna be like the whole journey, but what was the biggest shift from going from that part of your life to where you are currently? Because I just read out a bunch of amazing things you've accomplished and continue to accomplish. How did you get from the starting port to where you are now? Well, first, I want to say how grateful I am that I grew up poor. Uh, you know, so many people are embarrassed of their backstory, uh, feel like, oh, I should be ashamed or whatever. Man, I embrace it big time. And I'm so grateful for it. Having grown up poor, having so little makes me appreciate things so much. And I, I honestly believe that's kind of been my path and, and why God wanted me to have nothing early on, because... I think gratitude is one of the greatest words in our language. And I just, I'm so grateful for absolutely everything. I mean, even just like being here, I'm so grateful. I was so grateful when you reached out to me and I'm like, heck yeah, let's hang out. And oh my goodness, you're friends with Satch? I freaking love Satch. Let's, let's do some of that. Um, but yeah, growing up poor, it was, uh, it was, it was tough times. I, I saw how, how hard it is to be poor. I saw how the struggle is so serious. And I fought so hard to go. I'm not, I'm not going to be like that when I'm older. I'm, I'm going to do everything I can to not be like that and give my kids a different life. And um, it, it just helps you, to me, it built my work ethic. It built my, built my appreciation, not, not, from, not just from money. It's really not about the money, but it's about the poor attitude. Like there is a real attitude around being poor. And there's, there's, uh, there's some slippery slopes to get you there. So I've been fighting my whole life not to ever go back there. <laughs> and, uh, and just, I, I really enjoy the business journey. I, I love being a businessman. I love entrepreneurs. I love helping other entrepreneurs. But most importantly, you know, 
I think I developed a, a love for humanity and an, and mercy for humanity. I, I love human beings. I, I and I have so much mercy for the pain that we often cause ourselves and the pain that people are experiencing. And if I can help even one percent get someone out of that situation, improve their lives one percent. Oh my goodness, I'm so into that, and I'm on board. I love that. And you mentioned like it's not about the money and. When we think of, when we hear the word poor, we often think of money too, right? But you can be poor in other aspects, like mindset, um, spiritually, all these different areas. And you mentioned here, you want to help share your lessons through your journey and help other high achievers break free from imbalance and feelings of discontent so they can find fulfillment beyond career success. And that's part of what I coach people on too, is it's not just about the success, right? who are you in these things? Yes. Oh, you know, I love that you're bringing this up because this is, this is such a tragic situation we find ourselves in, uh, in humanity these days. So when, yeah, when I'm talking about poor, I mean, money is one tiny piece of it, but sadly it often brings together about 20 other characteristics that people are poor in. And it's the exact same, exactly what you're talking about being rich oh man, money is one facet of being rich. And that's probably the least important. And it's so often people reach their a goal and, and often it's a financial, oh my goodness, I got this much money or I, I landed this career. And then they just feel empty. They are truly poor. They have 19 ways that you can describe them as poor and one to describe them as rich. One of my favorite things to do is help people recognize and appreciate the journey that they're on. The more you enjoy the journey, the more you appreciate what you're doing in life and how you can help others and just love getting there, then you'll find real wealth. You'll find real richness. And when you end up getting whatever it is your goal, you're going to actually love having it. How many of us reach some sort of goal and go, that's it? Like, oh, I thought I thought there was going to be something more. And now, wait. I don't have much of a relationship with my kids or my wife or, or whatever it might be, or my health has suffered. What have I done? And those are the people I I feel like I've been called to help the most. Right. So do you, for yourself then, because I mean, you've achieved a lot of success and what quote unquote success would be what people would define as successful. And you can speak from that with authority saying that just because you reach this success let's say financially or business-wise, it's you're not going to be happy and fulfilled. So how do you personally ensure that? Because you mentioned in the notes that you're obsessed with your wife. You want, you want to prioritize your family. How do you ensure that you do that day in and day out? Oh, beautiful question. I love the word intentionality. I'm so intentional with my time. In, and, and when you think about being intentional with your time, you know, yeah, I, I I am obsessed with my wife. It's kind of uh, one thing people always bring up with me and we like to talk about. Man, I, I I love my wife so much and I love my time with her. So I don't I don't just take that for granted. Oh, by the way, I'm sure people are wondering. Uh, we've been together 18 and a half years. Sorry, we've been together 20 wow. years. I uh, celebrated over 18 years of marriage. And Congratulations. Uh, I, I love her. Oh, thank you. I love her way more today than I ever have. And I know I'll love her tomorrow way more than I ever have. And that's about being intentional. I'm intentional with my time. How many of us take for granted? And this is not just about marriage. This is about anything in our lives. How much do we take for granted and just assume that it's going to be there tomorrow? And what a, 
What a tough way to live and one that ends in so much failure and sadness. I don't know what tomorrow brings. I don't know if, God forbid, she gets into a car accident and, and loses her life or something like that. So I know when I go home today, I'm going to hug her with full intentionality to go, man, I don't know if this is the last time I'm going to see her, but if it is, I want to, I want to make that eye contact. I want to embrace her. And ultimately all this comes from, you know, part of me, I feel like I'm like almost bragging that that sounds weird, but ultimately we're trying to fight this guy right here. <laughs> this guy is wanting our attention and our eye contact and all of our, we, we, we spend so much time over there and, and on TV, watching Netflix and all this. So it's, it's being real intentional with your time to go, yeah, no, I'm not committing six hours to Netflix tonight. I'm, I'm going to commit more time to my family and more time to the things that I want in my life. Yeah, I love that. And so I work with something. I, I created a model I call the Fit5 Investing System. Mm. So basically mental, physical, spiritual, relational, and professional. Oh, I love it. And we can measure, even physically, right? We can measure body fat percentage. We can measure weight. We can measure um, sleep. Financially, we can measure profit. We can measure all these KPIs. But it's really easy to overlook our, like, our marriage. It's really easy to look relationships. It's really easy to overlook the spiritual aspect because you can't measure that stuff, yeah. right? No. So you need to make sure that you're investing intentional focus time in those areas because is it a success right so everyone on social media it's just thrown out there it's like you need this car you need this amount of money you need this business you need to do this career in order to be successful and like you said people reach these milestones and they don't feel successful anymore is it a success to reach those things at the sacrifice of things that will actually matter in the end and i don't think it is but it's how, what advice would you give to people to avoid that trap? How do you avoid pursuing that? Because it's a continuing, for me as well, it's a continuing recalibration, a continuing audit of all these areas of my yes. life. Oh, I really love how you put that, Matt. The recalibration, and, and you know, to me, it's simpler than we, we, we overlook how simple it is. It's about just taking five minutes once in a while, five minutes, uh, just to say, am I on the right path still? Like, what are my goals? And you just write them out. See, we're so quick in our short attention society to go, I want money. Okay, let's go. Okay, go, go, go. I, I want to do more in my career. Let's go, let's go. Okay, but just wait, just wait, pause. Is that what you want? And at what cost will that come if you want that career? How much time are you going to have to spend to get to where you want to go? And at what cost? What are you willing to give up? What are you willing to sacrifice? And what are you willing to put into it? And when you get there, what does it look like? Take a minute to visualize. Who's with you on that journey? Who's beside you? Oh, it's my wife. It's my kids. And they're cheering me on. Okay. Will they be? How did you make sure that they are cheering you on? If you are at work until 10 p.m. every night, missing their baseball games, missing the tucking them in at night. You really think they're going to be cheering you on? I'm sorry. Show me one example of that in the history of man. All I see are the guys who are like, yeah, I missed 10 years of baseball games and tucking in and I do anything to give it back. I'll give away all this money that I've earned to get those, that time back. So I love to, I love modeling. I love that, that the modeling system. 
see what other people who have already gone through it, what did they do right and what did they do wrong? You can learn from both. And if all these guys who have tons of money and who are now on their second and third marriage, whose kids have no respect for them, who have no relationship with their kids, and they're going, don't do this, don't do that, don't, I'm going, yeah, okay, I'm taking notes. Yeah, what else should I not do? That's, that's invaluable advice. And the people who are doing it right, who have the success they want, financial success, health success, and then they also have a great relationship with their kids and their wife, and they're going, here are the things you have to do. Man, those are the best notes. They're, they're showing you the path. Now you just have to walk it. Yeah, it's, yeah, I like how you stated all that and put together. It's truth, right? It's truth that doesn't change. Yeah. So I'll give you Ecclesiastes in the Bible. It's one of my favorite books of the Bible because it talks about how there's meaning in work, but there's also meaning in rest. And you don't pursue these things at the sacrifice because everything is heavy. Everything is vapor. Everything is finite. Right? Yes. Here today, gone tomorrow. Yeah. And if you don't adopt that posture, like you said, fully appreciate everything you have, not feeling bad for it, right? Like, but not becoming imprisoned by yes. it at the expense of the other th important things of your life. I think that's the key. Oh, I love it. I love it. And, you know, to speak to that, I, I feel like that brings back to this word alignment. I, I love talking about the word alignment. And whenever anyone's talking about the Bible or faith, I, I feel like this is always we're talking about alignment. And it goes back to what I said about knowing what you want. It's not just, oh, I want so much money. There's, there's almost zero chance that's in alignment with who you really are. Who you really are is like, okay, yeah, I want the money. But why? Why do you want that money? Well, I want to help people. I want to do this. I, want, I don't, I, I felt pain when I was younger, not having money inside. Okay, now we're talking. And oh, I want to give my kids a better life. Awesome. We're talking. Now it's, now it's about that alignment. So take that time to go, what, what do I really want in life? And now align myself and do the things that are in that alignment. Because when you talk about, oh, I work 80 hours a week. Okay. There's almost zero chance that's going to be in an alignment with what you actually want, unless you're Elon Musk. I get that. That guy was sent here. He's a freaking prophet of like, I'm going to change this world. And yeah, we need him to work his 120 hours per week. But right. unless you're Elon Musk, chances are that's not necessarily you. That's not the alignment for your life. Yeah. And you mentioned the alignment part and you mentioned how you can almost go through that thought process in your head and say, why do we want this money? Why do I want this success? And I think sometimes we can even lie to ourselves sometimes yes. in that, right? Yes. And that what, when you achieve something at the expense of that alignment with how you've been designed and who you are, that's when you have the empty success, yes. right? Because you reach this end point and say, continuing forward, you say, I don't feel happy. But when you are, it's in alignment with who you are and how you've been designed, what you're gifted with, that's when it becomes fulfilling and the money is a byproduct. Yes. And you're, I'm sure that. Anytime you get to, cause you're a high energy guy and I think you're gifted, like you're probably a gifted galvanizer, right? Like you can get people excited around ideas and around and projects and you probably thrive in that. You can probably work a lot of hours in that oh, state, yeah. right? Yes, sir. Yeah. I, and, I love it. And yeah, so I, I work with my clients. I work with something called the six working geniuses and basically there's wonder invention discernment, galvanization, tenacity, and um, enablement. And so 
my geniuses are wonder and invention. So anytime I get to think of new ideas, I get to think about philosophical things or things like this, I get to problem solve and invent. I'm thriving. I could do that for hours and hours on end. And I'm sure you're someone who can galvanize and problem solve. And that gives you energy, yes. right? Oh, I love this. This is a beautiful discussion, by the way. I love, I love this. I will throw, I could spend six hours having this conversation with you. And, Deal. <laughs> and if we can impact one person to just even consider the idea like, oh, so just working for money or just working for a, a promotion, that's not really the answer. Oh my goodness. If one listener has opened up their mind today, you and I have just, we've done the world a ton of good. And there's yeah. so much truth in what you said. We have to just give some extra thought. Maybe it's daily. Maybe it's multiple times a day to go, what am I really on this planet for? Because whatever, when you find that alignment, just like you said, it, this is an ex excellent example. So I've been recently called to do um, public speaking. I love it. I've been doing it for years, but now in a deeper way. I, I love working on mindset stuff. I love being part of full immersion weekends, retreats. And recently I was in LA. I got to do this. Um, I was part of this amazing immersion uh, weekend. I was there 12, 14 hour days and I was on fire the whole time. I was running at an 18 out of 10 the whole time. I was like, okay, oh, it's really time to go. Does anybody else want to still talk and hang out? I'm, I'll do it. Versus you think about, oh, well, I have to do this work. You could be two hours in and being like, oh, this is the longest freaking day of my life. That is available for everybody. That is, that, there's this notion that it's like, well, I get it. Oh, good for you, Marcus. You found your thing. Well, I don't even have a thing on this. I 100% guarantee you have a thing. I 100% believe that every one of us have this amazing gift that you were put on this planet to do and only you can do it. And if you are sitting at some crap job, you're depriving us. You're depriving the planet of you, this amazing human being who's capable of so much, who could go to work every day, lit up, light up the world, light up his family, light up your kids, but you're choosing to sit in a chair for eight hours and just dying a slow death. I want to encourage you today. Yeah. That's not supposed to be negative. Let's look at the positive. Start looking for it today. Consider the fact that I might be right, that Matt and I might be right about what you're capable of and what you've been put here for. If you just consider it, I guarantee you're going to open up your mind to some amazing things. And over the next week, your mind is going to start noticing things like, hey, wait a minute, that, that might be a thing. That lights me up. And now just spend some extra time in that. Spend your focus, your energy yeah. on that and see how that feels. I bet you're going to be uh, led somewhere new. I'm fired up <laughs> yeah. like, and, and I, I, I've watched your videos on Instagram and stuff too. And it, it's, it's authentically you, right? And when you can deliver from an authentic place of how you've been designed, how you're gifted, it actually gains you energy. So when you're, you're telling me, and I'll, we'll talk about this later, how people can get in contact with you to do some public speaking. When you're talking to me about that 12 to 14 hours of doing that, I would be drained after 20 minutes. But that's not who I yes. am, right? And if I said, okay, Marcus is successful at public speaking and doing these things, I should do that too, mm. right? Because in, if I just 
distance myself from all the work that needs to be done or how you've been designed. And I, I egotistically covet what you are really good at and want that because of the outcome. I might step into something that would take my energy. And I know enough about myself now that that would take my energy very quickly. But if I can have one-on-one conversations like this and mind map and think of possibilities and give you a platform, that gives me energy. I get energy from this. Yes. So I think that's another thing too is when your listeners, if you're becoming more curious of what you're good at and what you're gifted at, don't necessarily think or you don't have to do what someone else has done in order to achieve success, right? Become curious, like Marcus said, about what you've been gifted with and it can start small. Yes. It can start really, really small. Yes. Oh man, I love that. I I need to highlight two amazing things you just said. Number one, uh, I want to encourage you because you are a deep thinker and I freaking love it. And the way that you spend your time in this deep thought, you are a person that so many people, everybody needs someone like you in their life. That person who goes, give me a second here. Let me, let me look into your soul. And I see that in you. I see that you're like that kind of deep thinker that's like, I can see into your soul and, and, and you're such an encourager in that way. The second thing I want to say that you're highlighting so nicely is uh, outward focus versus inward focus. Everything outward focused, there's so much struggle in the outward focus. This is what exactly what we were talking about earlier too. You're looking at social media. Oh, this guy has the car. This guy has the money. This guy has the girls. This guy, blah, 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 blah. That is all going to lead to pain and incorrect thinking. That doesn't take you anywhere. That's You're spending your energy over here where it's supposed to be over here. The inward thinking is what can I be doing better for this planet? What could I be doing better for myself? How can I improve myself today? How can I do more, contribute more? The more we do some of that and then turn that outward focus into who can we help? So it starts here and then it goes there. If we start here, it's it's a recipe for disaster. All we're going to see is the yeah. things that we're not, the things that maybe we should be chasing, the, the things that we don't have. So start here, folks. Start here. Look inside. Find your alignment. Find what your purpose has been. And you may not get it right on the first try. That's okay. This is a little bit of a moving target, and that's all right. Just enjoy the mm. process. Enjoy the journey. Go, you know what? I'm finding stuff out about myself. So that's a win. Hey, I'm not supposed to be doing this. Boom. I knocked that off my list. What else should I not be doing? I like how you said purpose is a moving target. Yeah. Because I I, I talk with a lot of people who get so panicked. Mm. And it's like they become paralyzed by saying, I don't know what my purpose is. And I don't truly know. I don't think you're going to know your whole purpose while you're still here on earth. You can be purposeful and you can say, hey, I'm going to pursue these micro purposes with how I've been designed, like you're packaging up your experiences, your gifts, your resources, and you're moving it across different platforms, whether your platform is your family, your business, you're, you're on a podcast, you're on video, you're coaching, you're at work. That's how you're, like you said, you're doing that inward work to become a better version of yourself, mm. to be honest about your gifts and your weaknesses and surround yourself with people who can lift you up and help you grow which always is, isn't always pleasant, right? Having people who are honest with you and be make you a better version of yourself so that you can encourage and help other people step outside of that zone, yes. that, that place of fear. Yes. Oh, 
So well said, brother. So well said. Hey, I'd love to, I'd love to share something with you and your uh, audience. You know, I can tell because you're a deep thinker, I have no doubt your listeners are deep thinkers. Uh, and when you talked about not necessarily knowing your purpose, I, I want to be a little bit vulnerable here with you guys, if that's okay. Uh, I'm going to tell you yeah. one, of the, one of the most amazing stories of me learning a purpose. And uh, gr- again, growing up poor, uh, having this divorce in my family at seven and being a man who, a boy who grew up without a father, a father figure, someone there for me. That was so much pain in my life for so many years. In fact, it was one of the, the main things that I would almost start with uh, as like my key characteristic. Well, I grew up without a dad. So you can, and, and I know so many men who grow up, grow up without dads who feel that same way. I only discovered in the last eight years the real purpose for me not having a father. And of course, this is decades of pain, decades of asking God, why, why, why? When I, when I met Brooke, there was something special about, that's my wife, by the way. Uh, when I met Brooke, I knew there was something really special about this one. I met her at church, of course. And uh, I, I, I felt something really special. When she introduced me to her father and mother, there was something so amazing about these two people. I called them mom and dad the very first time I met them. They saw a brokenness in me that was just, I mean, it was, it was palpable. <laughs> but they were such loving human beings. They took me in as this son. And I had so much respect and love for them from day one. Brooke loves and respects her father so much, so much. And it wasn't until years and years into our marriage that I recognized one day, I went, wow, you know, if I had a great dad and I had a great relationship with my dad, which by the way, I shouldn't say it like that. My dad played his role perfectly. I can't, I can't bash my dad. I'm not here to bash my dad. I love the role that my dad played and it's for this exact reason. But because I had no dad in my life, I loved and respected Brian so much. And because of that, Brooke fell deeply in love with me. And maybe if I had a father in my life, I wouldn't have had as much respect for Brian. I wouldn't have that love. And then guess what else I wouldn't have? This amazing wife of over over 18 years. So if I can go back and now have a father and have 30 years without that pain, there's zero chance I would take that. I will keep it exactly the way it is. So I didn't know that purpose for over 30 years, 30 years of questioning, 30 years of pain and suffering. And now I choose it. I I wouldn't change a bloody thing. So we don't always know the purpose. We won't know it in a year necessarily or 10 years or even in our lifetime. Maybe it's after you pass that your legacy goes on in a special way that you can't even imagine. And But this is where faith plays such a big part. I know God's plans are perfect. I know his plans for my life are perfect. Will I always see it at the time? Absolutely not. That's, yeah, I'm going to say yes to all that. There's, there's purpose in pain and there's a freedom in resting in the knowledge that God's plans are perfect. And even if we don't know and we can't see it and we might not see it ever, we can rest in that fact. We can rest in that truth that he is perfect, his plans are perfect, and he's going to use everything, right? He's going to use everything for his purposes. 
Yes. And I think you meant uh, you mentioned something else that your dad played his role perfectly, yeah. and I think that's a someone coming from a place of no resentment, right? Like you don't have resentment for that, and I'm sure there's a process of you going through that healing. Yeah. Um, but now you're able to say that there was a role in that, even if it wasn't pleasant, I'm sure. And even if it seemed bad at the time, there was good that came from it. Yes. Yes. Uh, and you're right. It is a process and I'm, I'm sure the process isn't even done. Like I can, I can confidently say I forgive my dad and I don't just forgive him. I love my dad for playing his role perfectly. There was so many great things he did do. He didn't beat me. That's a big deal. Uh, he came from something much worse than I had. And he stopped that, that culture, that um, mm. curse of abuse. He stopped that. Do you know how huge that is? There's very few fathers who can do that. That's amazing. He played his role in my life perfectly. It's because of him and the role he played. That I'm the man I am today, the strong man, the confident man, the man I am in business. You can't just go, oh, no, he ruined everything because of blah, blah, blah. That's bullcrap, man. That's bullcrap. And this, I hope, resonates with people, not just because of daddy issues, because everybody has our daddy issues. But also, whatever you have in your past that you're going, oh, but this was the worst thing to happen to me. This, this is why I can't get ahead. Listen, I know people have it much worse than I had it. I, I'm sure people have had horrible things, but you can turn that into from the anchor that it is just slowing you down in life, helping you go nowhere to the fuel to go, man, I'm still alive. I am so strong because I went through that. You can help so many people who have also gone through that, but it has to start with you being a success story. Part of that success story is you're still here. You're still breathing. You're still kicking. So now turn it into something even greater. You are most powerfully positioned to help the person you once were. That's not my quote. That's Rory Vaden. It's a beautiful quote. But really think about that. You are most powerfully positioned to help the person you once were. There are younger people, softer people, weaker people who are struggling with the things you struggled with. You could help them if you stop looking anywhere but out, out where you can help. Start finding those people. Right. Strengthen yourself. Recognize and appreciate what you went through because you're amazing. Yes. I, so, yeah. I, my wife went through an exercise eating disorder, exercise addiction eating disorder, right early on when we were married. And it was super tough. It was extremely hard um, for both on her and our marriage and myself. But I kept telling myself, even if I knew in that moment, I didn't feel it. There's a plan in this. There's purpose in this. Something can come out of this. So she's on the other side now and we've been married for, this will be 11 years in May. And she is currently getting her eating disorder coaching certificate, right? So now she's going to help. And through the pandemic, through the past couple of years, eating disorders have skyrocketed, right? So yes. she's taking this thing that could have almost taken her life and she's using it. And I think what happens a lot of times is people become, they hide these things, they hide this pain, they hide these things they've gone through because they don't want to think about it ever again. But like you said, that's robbing someone, that's robbing the old you 
or that person who is exactly like you in the current situation. Cause I can't even imagine if even from a husband's standpoint, if someone had come to me and said, or someone was a resource out there and said, Hey, I've been through this. Let's talk. Here's some resources. Yes. Here's some ways you get through yes. this. So if you don't share your journey, you're actually inhibiting yourself from helping other people being the vehicle of that. Yes. Oh, I love that. And see what a beautiful story that is. And what a beautiful story that's going to be over the next five years, 50 years and the legacy yeah. that she's going to create helping that next person who has the same problem. And then that person is going to help 400 people and 10,000 people and a million people. Yeah. The whole eating disorder, that thing, that's so huge. It's so much bigger yeah. than people realize. So many people have this issue, yet so many people are so scared to talk about it and embarrassed and et cetera, et cetera. You don't have to be embarrassed. This is part of your story. This is owning your story. And it's one of my favorite things to do when I'm, when I'm working with people. To, it's not just, okay, let's bring up your past and let's try and work through your past. Uh-uh. I actually want to take your past and help you own it. You are gifted with that past. You were gifted with your problems, your struggles. Those were gifts so that you can support and help someone else get through those gifts faster. You will save so many lives if you stop sheltering it, holding it in, hiding it from this world. I am on my fourth page of notes and usually on one or two. So thank you for that. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm mapping everything out here and I wrote down curse and serve mm. and because you mentioned that your dad changed the trajectory from i'm sure his father you kind of yeah. mentioned like he 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 changed some characteristics some actions and i was talking with my wife julissa uh, last week i believe i was talking about like passing on curses passing on characteristics i think we have to be so intentional and so focused on knowing how we talk how we think right? And how we act. Because if I, if I shelter, let's say a gift, if I just hold my money for myself and never use it to serve or to help others or to build something, I'm going to be passing that off into our child's generation, yes. right? I'm going to pass it off into the future generation. And then you can also think of the opposite. Like you said, it's a compounding effect. I help one person with what I'm good at. They'll start to see, Hey, Maybe I can do something of service. They'll help two people and just keeps compounding from there. So you have to make the choice. Do you want to pass on these characteristics, like these curses, yeah. or do you want to pass on these attributes that you've been designed and given? Oh, man, I love that. Again, beautiful, deep thinking, brother. And, and I, I, I love what we've got going on because we're speaking the same language. You know, I, I just wanted to talk a little bit more about the curse. And, and it's so funny because it took me so many years to even understand what that word really meant. I don't know. I was raised too much with like curses being like, oh, the witch cursed you and stuff like that. Right. For clarity, everybody, it's not what we're talking about. This is a curse is something like, well, here's a great example. Uh, my family's cursed with divorce. I almost can't think of a single person in my whole extended family. So I can think of about 20 people who are all divorced. I almost can't think of anyone who's not divorced, who hasn't gone through at least one divorce, except me, because God has allowed me to break that curse. 
But exactly what you said, you have to be intentional about it. You have to recognize it. You can't, you can't shy away from it. You can't try and hide from it. There is a curse. I'm going to break that curse. I can't do it on my own strength. I absolutely need God, but I also need to recognize and, 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 and uh, bring in all the resources I can to break the curse. There are so many things you can do to break the divorce curse or whatever curse you're dealing with. And our kids are watching 24-7. If we're in an abusive relationship, I would almost guarantee your children are going to find an abusive relationship. Why? Because they love you. Mom and dad are the best. You guys are so smart. I look up to you guys. And mom likes an abusive relationship. Then that's what, that's what love looks like. You can break these curses. You have to be intentional about it. And just like you said, if, if you're going to be a contributor, you can't just speak it. Your kids are watching you. What are you doing to contribute? Are you doing anything with them to contribute? I love it. This might be a, too much of a proud dad moment. But when my kids uh, two weeks ago were like, hey, we haven't been by the church, uh, the Cloverdale kitchen to serve lately. Can we, can we go and serve? And I'm like, oh, my goodness. How, how beautiful words to come out of our child's mouth to go, hey, we haven't been serving lately. We need to go serve. That's so beautiful. And the reason she's saying that is because we took her over and over and over. Did she like it every week? No. But we kept going because that's what we do. And we communicated. We talked it through. Here's why it's so important to serve. Are we going to feel like it every week? No. But why we do it? But we also do it with a cheerful heart. I'm not saying I dragged my kids there and they were upset about being there. But we have to show these things. We have to do these things. Your actions are critical. Your kids are going to follow your actions, not your words. Yes. And you mentioned something and you articulated this, but it's what I got from it is live, you're going to live into what you believe is true. So if you believe that you're cursed to have these divorces, you're cursed to not be able to create a successful business, you're cursed to not create a culture for a happy marriage. You're cursed to get out of pain, get out of injury, right? Like you're going to start to take actions based on that belief. So if you believe that you've been designed with purpose and with love specifically for a purpose, then you just have to choose to step into that every single day, despite the loud noise of saying that it's not possible or you're cursed just to do this or you're prone just to do this. Yes. Oh man, is that ever good? And it is 100% a choice. I love that you use that word because not enough people use that word. It is 100% a choice. I don't think we've talked about it. Um, Can I talk really quick about the big choice I made in my life at the age of 16? Let's do it. So I hope this highlights for everybody how truly factual it is that this is just a choice. Your life is a choice. Which direction? Everything else is just an excuse. When I was 16, up until the age I was 16, I lived a crap life. It was so depressing. It was so sad. I grew up without a father. Because my father wasn't around, my mom had to go back to school full-time, work full-time. God bless her for it. But she wasn't able to be there as the mom that I thought I needed. So I didn't have a mom or dad. I was skinny as you can imagine. Six foot, four and a half, 120 pounds. Because I looked like that, I believed what was said about me. I couldn't make much of myself. I was poor. Girls wouldn't look at me. Bullies wouldn't leave me alone. That sucked. At 16, my father 
and his new family, God bless them, invited me on a trip. On that plane ride, and of course I said yes, because I hadn't been on a trip in a decade, so I'm like, yes, let's do this. Uh, on that plane ride was actually the first time God, I, I remember God speaking to me. And he said, like, nobody knows you where you're going. No one knows that you get picked on. No one knows that girls don't look at you. So what if you were different? And I stepped off that plane a totally different human being. I just made a choice. All I did was going, okay, I'm going to be a more confident guy. I get to start fresh right now. Do you know what happened? I was a more confident guy. Instantly, all the cool dudes wanted to hang out with me. All the girls wanted to hang out with me. I'm sorry if that sounds bragging. I was 16 and I had never had a girl look at me. So give me some, <laughs> give me a little mercy. But my whole life changed because I just decided I was going to be a different person. Nothing had changed. I was still 120 pounds, six foot four and a half. Nothing had changed except my attitude and my decision to be something better. When I came home, I just kept it going. And now here, uh, this is one of the key things that people forget. You have to make that, you have to change your environment when you get home. So I, t I had big talks with all the people in my life. And I said, hey, just so you know, that's not me anymore. I'm a, I'm a different person. If you're not okay with that, I love you, but you're going to be in my old chapter. Because my new chapter, this is who I am. And I love being this person. If you don't change your environment, all of a sudden people are like, ah, no, 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 you haven't changed. You're still the, I'm going to, that's not cool. So you have to now change it. But the, it starts with a choice. So whatever you're going through, you could choose right now to be just like 16-year-old Marcus and go, I'm on this crap path. I choose to do a totally different path. And that choice will change everything if you allow it to. Believe in it. And if you know you need to go this way, what are the things that are going to help you go this way? You already know the answers. We all pretend like, we, oh, but I don't even know where to start. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Oh, you want to be a lawyer? Guess what? You have to go to school. Shocker. You, you want to get into better shape? Guess what? You have to stop eating fast food and you have to start working out. Shocker. We all know these answers. And if you don't know all the answers, someone does. The answers are out there. But we pretend that the answers aren't there. We pretend we don't know the answers. Why? Because it's much more comfortable just to go, I'm not going to do any changes. It was a nice thought, but Netflix has a new series and I'm going to be watching eight hours of it tonight. Man, I just want to encourage you guys. You are all capable of so much more. I 100% believe in you. I 100% believe that you can do so much to impact this world. And if I can have even a 1% opportunity to push you to be 1% of your success. I would love that. I love serving humanity. I love seeing people make that change. I love seeing people make that choice and I'm on your team. Yes. You, you must have a hashtag for this when people make this choice, right? Uh, that, that's wow, that's, that people that's can... so obvious. Uh, no, I don't yet. <laughs> and you know what? Uh, actually, that's not true. I just haven't started using it. It's, it is the hashtag of uh, energy of success. Okay. The energy of success. That's, that's my book title. It's going to be coming out this October, 2023. Okay. I'm so psyched to Perfect. share that with the world. Uh, all these little tips that I've been talking about, it's all in there. It's, it's everything that I use to change my brain, to change my mindset, to become the man I am today. And I know if people do 2% of what's in this book, they will drastically change their lives. Yeah. And I think, I think uh, 
a book is a little bit more impactful than a hashtag. So I think you're doing better than a hashtag. <laughs> I like choice. So you made the choice when you're 16, right? You made that choice, but you also made the commitment, yes. right? So as soon as you commit to yourself, right? Cause you can say, I choose to do this, but until you step into it and you, you verbalize yes. it cause you create the commitments, you create accountability yeah. when you went back to your environment. Yeah. So there's a system that I use too. When I coach people, it's anchor yourself. So you're going to anchor yourself in something of purpose, something more than just the outcome you want. So it's not just about the money. It's about what you're doing to serve. So you're going to anchor, you're going to measure, you're going to say, where am I now? So I know when I'm progressing, then you're going to commit. You're going to verbally commit to someone else, to a group, to a friend, to a family member, to yourself. You're going to write it down. And then you're going to change your average of five. So who do you surround yourself with? Where do you want to go? And then you make the investments. You make the daily deposits in the five fit five, five wheel, mental, physical, spiritual, relational, professional, and you just commit to that. So it's kind of the same example, not the same example, but I was six, six, 150 pounds. So I was not super confident. I played hockey. Um, I was very skilled, but I didn't use my size and I had to work out consistently to gain weight and muscle so I could play to my strong suit, but I was timid. And so three years ago, I made a commitment that I was going to post on social media every single day, whether it was perfect or not. I used to have to have my wife edit all my posts. It would take three days to post. So I committed on one day. I said, I'm going to post regardless if it's good or not. And then I started to fill myself in ice baths and some of the videos got 10 views, but all of a sudden it got traction, right? And once it got traction, it afforded me opportunities to speak with wonderful people like you, right? And you're just stepping, you're stepping into this person that you might not feel like you are yet. You, you can't say that you, to be a patient person, let's say a, a quality or an attribute you admire in someone, you say, I want to be more patient. You can't just wish for that, right? You have to say, I'm going to step into that and I'm going to act as if I am. And eventually you adopt that as part of your identity, yes. right? Yes, brother. Oh my goodness. So first of all, I loved your five points and I, I, I just, I agree with everything you're saying and how to make that change. And it's so crazy that you said identity. Cause that's what I was coming with you next. It, I, I was thinking it's kind of part of that commitment is you have to change your identity. And this to me is one of the most critical things and it's easier than you think everybody. So, you know, we're both in the health space. Let's talk about this one. I want to, I want to become a healthy person change your identity. It's not just, oh, I want to lose 30 pounds. How many times have we said that in our lives and how many people have followed through? It is a small number. But the people who change their identity, I am a healthy person. Now, everything gets filtered through that. Oh, you want to go to McDonald's for lunch with me today? What would a healthy person do? No chance. Oh, I was going to skip my workout today? No, I'm a healthy person. I don't skip my workout. All of a sudden, the things start falling in line. And then the more you live into that, the easier it becomes. Yeah, no, I worked out five times this week because I'm a healthy person. Oh, yeah, I don't eat fast food anymore because I'm a healthy person. You don't have to be perfect. You are going to miss workouts once in a while. You will go and have a fast food meal once in a while. That's okay. But you don't change your identity. You didn't have one fast food meal in two weeks and then go, oh man, I'm a slob. I am lazy. No, you're not. That's not your identity. You're still a healthy person. Get back on it tomorrow. Oh man, I loved that. 
Yes, I 100% agree, right? And that that principle or that truth can be adopted in so many different aspects of life, whether it's physical, whether it's, hey, maybe someone listening to this wants to start a podcast or they want to start posting on social media or they want to change their career. And because that's the question I was going to ask you, I'll actually ask you first is why do you think people are so afraid? What what's What's stopping them from pursuing something of meaning and value they can contribute to the world? That's such a great question. Complacency is so much easier. We think it's so much easier. Actually, that's a great way of putting it. We think complacency is so much easier. It takes no action. I just keep doing the same thing I'm doing. And I heard the most wonderful quote from Ryan Holiday today. Laziness is way more painful than doing something. We think the laziness, we think that sitting on the couch, we think that doing four hours on social media, watching Netflix all day long, we think that's comfortable. We think that's like, oh, I can just decompress now. And whatever we say, uh, getting drunk, taking drugs, we think these are the things that are going to help make us relax or whatnot. That actually causes so much more pain, but it takes less effort. But if we started to think in terms of, hey, I want less pain, then you will start growing. You'll start focusing on what you could be, what you could be doing. The excitement of living a better life, a grander life, living into your purpose, finding your alignment, doing something worthwhile for this world. And, you know, one other thing you said about uh, starting your ice baths, which, by the way, I freaking love. And and it's amazing how addictive (laughs) watching that is. I'm like, why am I watching this guy take another ice bath? But anyway, (laughs) nice work today. I think it's so great. Uh, But what you did is you just started taking action. It didn't have to be the end result. You might've done 10 ice baths and gone, okay, I'll do this once a month or whatever. You can, as long as you just start going down the path, just do something, start making an action and other things will come to you. That's the beautiful part of our brain. If you are in hibernation mode, yeah, nothing happens. Nothing new comes into your brain. You are just asleep in this world. But if you start making a move, you start that workout, you start eating a little bit better, you start taking the ice bath, then all of a sudden you're like, hey, I do different things. I try things. And you watch how many things your brain is going to now catch. When your wife goes, hey, I want to try this new restaurant. And you're like, no, I like our usual restaurant. Your brain goes, hey, wait, wouldn't it be fun to try a new restaurant? Hey, yeah, let's try a new restaurant. Let's do that. And just go with it. Try something new. See how that feels. And this is, this is kind of one of my claims to fame. I love celebrating. I encourage people to celebrate every single little celebration. So you did a workout today that you wasn't, weren't normally going to do. Take a minute to go, man, I'm awesome. I'm awesome. I wasn't going to do it, but now I, I did it. Wow. You release endorphins, you release serotonin, you release all these beautiful things on your brain that make you go, wow, that feels good. And you want to chase that. Now, don't just stop there. Tell somebody about it. If you don't have someone to tell, tell me, please. I love being the celebration guy. I will be your biggest cheerleader. You will see a message come back from me going, yes, I love that you did it. (laughs) Then I hope you use that and go, oh my goodness, this guy's cheering me on. Well, I'm going to give him something to cheer on tomorrow. Yes, keep bringing it back to me. And not just there. That's what my community is all about. Come join my community. I have this community. You post that kind of thing inside my community. 
You're going to have 20 people going, yes, you did it. And then now you become addicted to that. Isn't that a way better addiction? Now you're going, oh, what else can I do? Oh, yeah, I'm going to try a new restaurant. I don't care how small the victory. I will celebrate with you. You could say to me, Marcus, I wasn't going to choose a new restaurant. My wife suggested a new restaurant. I thought of a new restaurant and we went out and did it. I know that's not a big thing. No, it's a very big thing. I'm so excited for you. Way to go. Now you're going, man, I want, I want more of that. I'm going to find new restaurants. I'm going to come up with new stuff. I'm, you know what? I don't usually go buy flowers for my wife tonight. I'm going to go buy flowers for my wife. Do those things and let me celebrate with you. I love it. I will be your biggest cheerleader. And by the way, watch how quickly you want to cheer others on because you know how good that feels. Now, I want to tell you how amazing my life is. I have lots of people who bring me their victories. Do you know how awesome it is to be the guy that people can't wait to see because they can't wait to tell me about the victory because they know I'm going to celebrate with them? Not like, oh, no big deal, Matt. Oh, good for you. You went to a new restaurant. No, Matt, that's freaking awesome, man. Yes, do it again. Do something else new and bring it back to me. I've got all these victories that I get. I'm celebrating all day long. I don't have time in my life for fear now. I don't have time in my life for sadness and all these other emotions that are trying to get at me so bad because I'm surrounded by encouragement, love, celebration. And I want that for your life too. I think what you said there at the very end, it's all amazing, but that really resonated with me or pushing out. You don't have room for these negative things anymore, right? I think what happens is people get so focused on I need to get rid of this. I don't, I don't want to be a negative yeah. person anymore. I don't want to quit. Yes. I don't want this. I don't want this. So what are you focusing on? You're focusing on what you don't want instead of what you do want. Yes. And then when you start adding these things in your life, these good things, they expand Yes. and they start pushing out the other stuff. Yes. And because negative negativity has been normalized, right? It, it feels weird to be positive, yes. right? You feel out of place. Yes. But once you start doing that more, you push out the need to be negative and you start to find more people that you're going to align with in that way, right? I love it. We speak the same language. So, you know, talking about the energy of success, this is my, this is what I specialize in. This is what I focus on my whole life. Energy is this currency and you're spending it and you're saving it and you're blowing it on things you shouldn't. And what I do is I call this uh, gainers and drainers. And it's such an important filter to put over your life to go, how many of these things are drainers? How many of these things are just draining my energy every day? So we wake up and we're neutral and we wake up and we go, okay, I can do stuff for today. But wait, oh, let's think about the things I should be fearful of. Let's think about all the things that are out of my control. Let me look at the news. Let me look at social media and all the things that... Drainer, drainer, drainer. Is it really a surprise that by 2 p.m. you have zero energy? No, you've drained it all. But if you focus on the great stuff, you wake up and you go, hey, here's my morning routine. I'm not looking at my phone for at least 30 minutes. No chance. That's not going to get to me. You have to structure things and you have to know where are your gainers. Get some exercise in the morning. Have a good breakfast. Do some time in prayer. Do some time in gratitude. Start the day by thinking about all the wonderful things going on in your life. Wow, am I grateful for this and this and this. You're priming yourself for a great day. 
Is that a surprise that after an hour of my day, I'm like this? Oh, this is going to be a good day. Not, oh man, I've already been carrying this thing for an hour. Oof, how am I going to make it through this day? Gainers, drainers, start focusing on what you're focusing on and start dropping the drainers, start adding the gainers, get the exercise, get the gratitude, get the good food in your body. And all of a sudden, holy smokes, it took one day and I have way more energy. Yes. And it can be, because it's words of encouragement, it can be painful and exhausting, not exhausting. It'd be uncomfortable to change your identity, right? You're, you're working against something that you've been doing your whole yes. life. If we think about the gym setting, if you do a, a front squat, let's use a front squat over and over and over again with this poor technique. And you do that thousands and thousands of reps, that's going to compound. And then finally, some coach comes up to you and says, Hey, I think you should do it this way, because if you keep doing it this way, it's not going to be <laughs> beneficial for you. It's going to be uncom uncomfortable, maybe physically, but also on your ego. And I think you have to learn to attach yourself to what's going to afford you in the future, who you're going to become. So I recently left a job, that amazing job, amazing, amazing job. So I was part of a CrossFit um, seminar staff. I would go and teach CrossFit level one seminars with an amazing group of people, cool. amazing um, place. But I got into it for the wrong reasons. I got into it because I, I thought it was a prestigious thing and I wanted people to look up to me. Mm. And I saw these people running it and they looked like everyone looked up to them and they were great at their job. But what I found is it drained my energy to speak in all in front of all those people. I'm not like Marcus where I don't get energy from giving other people energy. I get energy from having more on like these one-on-one -on -one calls, my coaching clients and helping them roadmap their life and thinking, how do you roadmap that? And that was scary, but I left it because I knew, like you said, Marcus, it was taking my energy. It was taking my time and space from things that I was actually entrusted to steward because I wasn't in alignment initially to who I was. I got into it for the wrong reasons. I love that you caught that brother. I love that you recognize that. And, and now finish the story for us. How does it feel now that you've made that decision? Yeah, way, way different. Again, I, I, love my teammates. I love working for the, that organization, but it would take me probably two weeks. Once I got a gig, I'd feel nauseous. It would, I couldn't focus on my gym. I couldn't focus on my family as much because it would consume my whole mind. But now where I'm able to do more things that are in alignment with who mm -hmm. I am and how I've been designed, I don't go off of calls like this lacking energy. I gain energy. I want to talk to people about it. Right. So it feels so good. And I guess that's a word of encouragement to the listeners and what Marcus has been saying too is take that first step of faith. Take that first step of action in that direction. It doesn't mean you have to leave your job. <laughs> I'm not saying you have to leave your job tomorrow, but maybe, maybe start to steward and nurture some of the things that you know you're good at. Maybe it's going for coffee with someone and asking how they are because you're a good discerner. Maybe it's creating some sort of spreadsheet because you're an inventor. Start to become more curious of what gives you energy. Yeah. Beautiful. You know, this, this choice that you make and that choice that you made, I, I really want to highlight this for people that if you aren't making that choice, someone else is making the choice for you. So you, 
It's your choice. <laughs> your choice. You choose or you're letting someone else choose. And let me tell you right now, the people who are making that choice for you, they don't care about you. I'm sorry to tell you that. They don't have your best interest in mind. We're talking about the marketers of the world. We're talking about the algorithms of the world. Do you think they are going, hmm, what is Matt best, best suited to do on this planet? No. They're going, I'm going to pigeonhole you into this spot, and then I'm going to sell stuff to you the rest of your life. Uh, let's start with antidepressants for you because you're going to need them in this crap world we're going to put you into. Make the choice. Make the choice today that you're going to pivot, that you're going to start on this path. And I love what Matt said, that it's, you, don't have to, you don't have to leave your job tomorrow. In fact, don't do that, please, unless you're absolutely called to do that. But start something tomorrow and go down this path and commit to it. Even if it's a 1% change, get 1% better tomorrow. I promise you in a month, you will see things very differently. You're gonna have way more clarity. And maybe in a month you're like, man, what am I doing at this job? This is definitely time to leave. I've got something else already lined up. I, 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 or I've got some interviews, I've got something going on. Just start making that move today. Yeah, you've grown into a different person to handle yeah. something else. Even before you've left, yeah. I love it. So Marcus, where can people find you? How can they? you help them? All the good stuff, share it with Thank us. Thank you. Uh, start with social media. Guys, come and join me on Instagram. On Instagram, I've got this unbelievable community that is so loving and encouraging, and we're here to serve. I put out a message every single week, Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, little messages about mindset tips, just like the ones I've been giving, giving here, and I put out challenges. And if you come and comment, you watch how much love and support and encouragement you're going to get from my community and me. We're here to support you. We want to see the best for you. Uh, next, I've got a community that I'm going to, it's going to be the, the evolution of what I'm doing on social media. And it's going to be a deeper community, a richer community. I'm bringing around some unbelievable minds who are going to be, who are going to be pouring education and love and encouragement and wisdom into this community. It's going to be incredible for networking, connecting with people who are like-minded, who want to see each other push harder, high achievers, like you talked about, surrounding yourself by the right people. Choose those five people. You've, you've got to watch the five people who you're spending the most time with. You're the average of those five people. So surround yourself by animals, surround yourself by high achievers, and watch how far you're going to go. But start with this. Start, just come and connect with me on social media. Let me be your cheerleader. Let me celebrate with you. That would be such a joy for me. It would be such a gift for me. And I promise you, you will be gifted in return. Love it. Everyone, you can find Marcus in the show notes and go follow him on Instagram and contribute and interact. And like he said, practice lifting others yeah. up. And it's actually going to help you too. Marcus, this has been so good. I really appreciate your time. I appreciate your insight and your expertise and how you have been gifted to just energize people and get them out of their mundane life and actually stewarding what they've been entrusted. Mm. So thank you for that. Oh man, I, I'm so grateful to have been here. Grateful to spend this time with you. Man, you're a sharp dude. Uh, and I'd like to hang out with you more. So let's let's make sure we 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 hang out together more often, all right? Sounds good. Thank you, Marcus.